Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy,、uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here in Italy, giving an update. And、um, today we're talking from.、Uh, Newsletter, a quarterly newsletter. And so usually it would be Jerry V and I together,、uh, but we've been extra busy lately and、uh, she's not available at the moment. She's actually putting Cornelius to bed. It's evening time now. And so I'm taking advantage of the moment that I have, a free moment,、uh, before I unwind for the day also. And I、uh, just wanted to read our quarterly newsletter.、Uh, so this is something we send out every three months、uh, electronically in email. Uh, also, to those uh, who are uh, on our mailing list, they receive a copy of this in the mail.、Uh, and that'll be that's being put together now. The newsletters were printed, someone's organizing that, folding it, getting them in envelopes, that kind of thing. You should see it soon if you're on our mailing list. If you're not on the mailing list, just let us know and we'll get you on there. No problem. We'll be happy to do that.、Uh, and then now we're doing it also、uh, an audio version where we would sit down and just basically read the newsletter. And maybe since we're not limited by. Uh, word count,、uh, how many things we can have uh, uh, in the newsletter. We usually have to keep it to two pages. We want to keep it brief. But when we're talking, we can ramble on a little bit. We can expound something, clarify something. And that's the benefit of listening and, and hearing、uh, the newsletter being read or talked about. So that's what we're doing today. October 2017, quarterly newsletter from Italy,、uh, from us, the Shrek family,、uh, serving with PMC, Practical Missions Cohorts.、Uh, so I'll just read it and then、uh, feel free to. Make some comments and、uh, enjoy. God bless you as you listen. Greetings in the Lord, we say as we start out.、Uh, we're writing today from Italy and we're also recording today from Italy.、Uh, it is now the fall season here and the days are getting shorter.、Uh, it's now dark at 5 p.m. It's already dark and、uh, it can be sad, can be depressing, but we're used to it. That's just how it is in this, this part of the world.、Uh, we're doing well as a family. Praise God for that. The Lord is sustaining us in more ways than we can imagine. And that's the truth. We just see his sustaining hand in so many ways.、Uh, even when we get to those moments where we feel abandoned, alone, when we get to those moments where we feel downcast,、uh, the Lord doesn't let it last long. And somehow he finds ways of picking us up again, encouraging us almost always through prayer and the word. Absolutely.、Uh, fellowship, people from Portanone coming to visit. We've been seeing that.、Uh, also, different、uh, people from the States have come to visit,、uh, participate.、Uh, we. Had a number of different things going on. So we've we found encouragement in a lot of different ways, and we thank the Lord for that,、uh, encouraging us to press on and keep doing the hard work of evangelism.、Uh, also, we write here in the newsletter that the Lord has granted us favor with our proprietors,、uh, and they have given many gifts for baby Cornelius, including clothes and toys. Unbelievable. Really, really is in this past year living in this place. I mean, he's 80 to 90% of his toys have come from our proprietor. They just. Their baby is getting older, doesn't use them anymore, they don't have any intention to have another baby. And so they just they ask us, Do you want this? Do you want that? Would you like this? And they come over sometimes with bags of things.、Uh, same thing with the clothing. He doesn't wear these anymore. The first people they seem to think of is us. And so we're, we're really humbled by that, really thankful because we don't have a budget really to spend money for clothing and toys and stuff like that. But the Lord nonetheless has provided. And, and this is a really great, great thing. That also has been an encouragement to us.、Uh, most,、uh, yeah. Okay,、uh, back to the newsletter.、Uh, the Lord continues to strengthen our hearts in the hard work of evangelism and church planning in Italy. He continually is growing our love for the people here despite the great resistance we encounter. 
And uh, you could just read that and pass over and think, okay, sure, great. But it's actually a big deal. Uh, when the Lord strengthens your heart, doing the hard work of evangelism and church planning, it really, really is hard. There's no lions here trying to eat us, no bad kind of diseases trying to kill us. Uh, but the resistance is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, every time one person comes to the Lord here in Italy, in Italian, you, you know about a thousand have been evangelized, engaged with the gospel, and have refused it, walked away, disappeared, something, and one actually remained. It's it's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's a really, really hard place to serve, and uh, we're being reminded of it in a fresh new way here in this area, where we're still meeting the same kind of resistance we met in the previous city. Uh, Italy is a barren land. It really, really is. When a church takes form, and again, you know, big big mission organizations and all that kind of stuff, they're in Italy and they're doing stuff five, ten years and they'll see maybe 20 people gathering, 30 uh, as a church body. And that's a big deal. That's a successful story. That's really good. Uh, that's incredible. You know, uh, it really is a tough place to be. Uh, so it's easy to get discouraged at times. It happens uh, unless you're not human and you're not normal. Uh, but when you get discouraged, uh, the Lord, we thank Him, He's had ways to strengthen our heart. And here we wrote, He continually is growing our love for the people here, despite the resistance. So what happens when you in, when you hit the wall of resistance over and over, day after day, month after month, year after year, what could happen is you become like the person working in a funeral home or the person working in a hospice center where people are dying. And you get used to death. You get used to, it's no big deal. You just use it as, as life. You can even be downcast or depressing and discouraging yourself. Uh, you become indifferent to the reality of, uh, of those painful events of life. Uh, so it, I, I really think it is a work of the Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural kind of work that He does in our hearts. That when you're serving in a place like Italy and you have that kind of resistance, you're among the living dead day by day, the walking dead, and whatever you want to call it. People who are not born yet of the Spirit, so they're not actually alive, uh, spiritually speaking. Uh, you can become cold. You can become burned out by it. Uh, so to still have a burning love for the people and to be willing to suffer whatever, to see another one come to the Lord, uh, that's the true work uh, of the Holy Spirit. And, and we're thankful He's doing that work in us still. Uh, we are not in any way cold towards the people. We still love them. We care about them. Uh, we weep over the reality that they're dying. We're walking. We're living here, but the, the, we're surrounded by dead people, spiritually dead people unbelievable very scary uh, but he's sustaining us and giving us a deeper and, and broader love for the people here and so that we can continue on day after day uh, bringing people to the Lord uh, raising a child we also comment in the intro here is uh, on, on a foreign land has been a challenge for us for sure uh, but also in this we sense the Lord helping us daily as we call upon him for wisdom and strength uh, so the Lord really is helping us. We don't know what we're doing. You know, uh, we don't have parents nearby. We don't have grandparents to leave the baby with and get feedback. We're kind of on our own. We got some godly friends that we trust and we talk about stuff and we've seen godly examples. And now we're learning how to do it all on our own uh, in a different land with a different culture. And they do it in a different way. Jeremy's from the Philippines. They have a mentality of how you do kid stuff. I'm from America. We have a mentality of how you do kid stuff. Uh, we're living in Italy. They have a mentality of how you do kid stuff. Uh, so we're figuring out our own way of doing it, and by God's grace, uh, we're finding His help, and He's giving us wisdom as we pray daily, and uh, Chi-Chi's growing up to be uh, a good boy, and uh, He's a great blessing to the family. We're really, really grateful for Him, so thank the Lord for that also. Now, one example, though, what's interesting is uh, in, in the Philippines, for example, uh, seatbelt's not really a big deal. You know, you're in a car, maybe, or you're on the, what they call the jeepney, I guess. Everybody just kind of piles in, and babies, you just hold on to them. Uh, 
and then you go to America and a baby has to be facing towards the back of the car in a car seat, certain kind of harness, special strap across the chest also, which they don't have in Italy, uh, and facing backwards until he's two years old now. And then you can finally turn him around and have him face forward. Uh, in Italy, it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, you have to put him in a car seat, yes. Uh, that's the law now. Uh, you can't just hold on to the baby and drive around. They used to do that here. Not anymore. Uh, but uh, it's not quite as strict as in America. You can turn the car seat facing forward if you want at a year and a half uh, years old. You can have them face forward. Uh, but yet we got, we're in the middle somewhere. We're, we're trying to figure out how to do it. Okay, we're, uh, we're a year and a half. We can turn around if we want to. They recommend keeping him the other way, but it doesn't really fit anymore. In America, they make you. In the Philippines, it doesn't matter. We'll just go in the middle and trust God to protect. We'll pray every time we get in the car, that kind of thing. We're learning how to raise our baby on our own. Very, very uh, thankful the Lord is helping us, though. Uh, so I'll stop talking about that. Otherwise, I might keep going and get lost in a rabbit trail here. The next part of the newsletter, back to the newsletter. We have now been serving Jesus in this part of Italy for one full year. So it's been a full year now in the area city called Mestre, which is a part of the mainland of Venice. Now one year that we're here. We just celebrated a year. We are blessed to be able to say that we are getting rooted here. We are learning our way around the city and area. We are learning the mindset of the Italians of this region called Veneto. And it is a different mindset. It is a different people group in Veneto. Italy, regions, really different people and everyone. Uh, Different dialects, so you can't understand them. All that kind of stuff. Real stuff. Uh, We have made new contacts through our evangelism efforts. We have become friends with our neighbors and accepted into the local community. Uh, We have seen a couple people come to the Lord. Uh, Unfortunately, we have also seen them drift due to either persecution from their families or, in one case, hypocrisy from a Christian husband who could not forgive his wife. Uh, Terrible stuff. Many people have heard the gospel, though, for the first time. This is great stuff. The gospel is being sown daily through our evangelism efforts. All in all, it has been a great first year, and we look forward to what the Lord will do in the coming year. So the first year is always rough. You're getting settled in. You're learning the ropes, the, the way of the land. You're learning all that stuff, how to get around, resetting up You know your insurances, your uh, medical coverage, your whatever it is for the apartment, lights, gas, all that kind of stuff. Uh, getting to know people, not knowing anybody. And uh, by God's grace, we're, we're now getting rooted. We're established. We're becoming like the people here. Uh, we know the way of the land. We know how they are. We know how things work. And now we kind of begin in a real sense. But it's been a good first year nonetheless because we still got a lot done. A lot of great stuff has happened. And the next section here is about church planning to reach Italian people. Uh, the best way to reach people, uh, people groups, always is the planning of churches that will continue uh, for years and years reaching them uh, and evangelizing. <clears throat> so... In this section, we talk a little bit, too, about what has happened in the last year. So during the first year, we have done much foundational work, both for the new church plant and the PMC mission. In a very real sense, we are now pioneer missionaries sent out to lay the foundation or set up camp so that more missionaries can come join in on the Lord's work here in Italy. Uh, It has been a fruitful year to this end. And I'll I'll come back to this and continue here in a second. But the idea of being pioneer missionaries, uh, what comes to mind here is the idea of in the old days they would send missionaries into the jungle of Africa or places like that, deep into the Amazon. And basically they would say, all right, God bless you, go. You You know what you need to do. And these people would go in there not having any idea how things work. They'd have to live out of whatever they could build for themselves, like a little hut or something to stay out of. They would bring any kind of medicine they could to care for themselves. 
Uh, the kids would be born, they'd have to raise them in the jungle, they'd have to learn what not to eat. You eat that berry, you get sick for four days, you eat that one, you might die. Uh, you don't step on that kind of thorn, because if you do, it's poisonous. That frog there, stay away from it, whatever. You have to learn how things work, and then you begin engaging the people a little bit at a time, uh, so they don't eat you if they're cannibals or whatever, try to harm you or get uh, afraid of you. Uh, so you go into the jungle, you, you set up camp, and then little by little you begin reaching out to the tribe. Now, we're modern-day missionaries, and we're not even in the jungle. We're not even in Africa. We're in Europe. We're in Italy, uh, where things are established. There's cars, there's roads, there's you know economic stuff, all that, whatever you want to call it. Not too much different than America, actually. So you come here. Um, but in a very real sense, we are just like those pioneer missionaries who would go into the jungle. But we call it the spiritual jungle of Italy, uh, where nothing is what you think. <clears throat> and so we, we got in and we're setting up camp, laying a foundation uh, so that uh, doing the hard work, the dirty work now, so that it's easier for other people to come in, Lord willing, behind us to join in on it and get involved also. And together we make a bigger impact. So we're the pioneer missionaries in that sense, that we're, we're going in towards a tribe and getting things established so that we can open the door and bring in other people with us and little by little begin engaging these folks and um, always more and more and then seeing uh, the Lord save and, and in the future then uh, Italian men being trained to be the elders of the church plant and to oversee it as we step out. So praise God, it's been a good year in that regard. So uh, new contacts are being made. Okay, the gospel's going out daily. Not a small thing. I mean, the gospel is dangerous. The gospel is potent. It transforms lives. It takes people, like I was reading this morning about Paul the Apostle, who are against the church, who hate uh, the church, who hate the people of Jesus, the way of Jesus. They hate it all. And all of a sudden, the gospel, something happens. They get born again. They see differently, converted in their life. Total transformation. So the gospel is going out daily. And when that's going out daily, there's no saying what could happen. Yes, it's a dark, dark, barren land in Italy. You evangel has a thousand, then you see one convert. It's unbelievable. At the same time, the gospel, when it's going out, anything could happen. A family, entire family could get saved tomorrow. And then through that, another family, another, another. There could be a church in two days, if the Lord wills. Um, as long as the gospel is going out, anything could happen. So praise God for that. The gospel is actually going out. We're speaking their language. We're engaging their hearts, their minds with the word of God. And that's amazing. That really is not to be under undervalued. Uh, so the church doctrinal statement is also established, as is the church constitution. Uh, we've had stuff from the past, and we just reamped it, revitalized it, customized it for this particular church plant, and that's all ready to go. And both of those are visible on the newly formed church plant website, which is chiesaveravita.com. Uh, chiesaveravita.com, that's where you would see uh, the new church plant website, where things are available there, basic information. It doesn't serve the same purposes as a, a church website maybe in the U.S. would, uh, but it is important to have nonetheless because in our technological age, people always check stuff out on the web to see what it is, what it's about. So we give a basic idea of what it is, uh, show that it's a legitimate thing, uh, and then they understand better what an actual biblical church would be, not just a big structure like what they know. So that's up and going. All that's all that has happened in this last year. Uh, and that now that these things are established, we can easily integrate more people into the church body as the Lord grows the church according to His will and timing. And I always like to add that according to His will and timing because He does have a timing, He does have a will. My will is that the whole city would get saved and we'd have like, you know, thousands of people. God's will is different and He doesn't seem to think it's the best idea. We pray for that, He doesn't do that. Uh, but he, he does have a plan, He does have a will, and He does have a timing. And there are people here He's saving and He's calling and He's going to bring out of the darkness into the light and they're going to be formed together. 
to be his his body extension here in this part of the world. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we trust the Lord is at work, and all these things are now laid. The foundation is there, and everything else can be built upon this stuff uh, as we move forward. Uh, now here's another comment, another section of the newsletter. We were upset uh, when towards the end of the summer, our first two people shipwrecked their marriage. Total tragedy. Unbelievable. Really, really sad. The kind of stuff we don't like to talk about in missions, but it's the daily reality. I mean, bad stuff happens. Heartbreaking things all the time. Uh, not, they don't, people don't take advice like they should. Uh, they try to do things in their own way, and they get excited. And a little bit of that is what we saw here. So God had used us to confront the wife who was living in sin. No one else had the courage, I guess, to, to talk to her and, and find out what's going on and lead her to salvation. Uh, so by God's grace, we confronted that sin in her, and, and she responded in the right way. And it actually led to her salvation. She confessed her sin. She confessed her sin to God, and she repented, and she changed. She put her trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. Unfortunately, they did not heed our counsel, and they rushed forward, the two of them, in excitement without committing to biblical counsel and Bible study. Uh, very sad. Uh, so their marriage is now over at this point after, you know, a while trying to figure things out. He's just stuck. He can't forgive. And she says, you're a hypocrite, and she's out. Uh, so the husband, though, he is, interestingly, though, the husband drifted away from being part of this local church uh, in order to pursue his homemade online community where it seems he daily tickles ears of those who want their ears tickled. Just like in Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, Paul warned to Timothy, there's going to be people like this. They want their ears tickled. And then if people want their ears tickled, they go find people who will tickle them. Some people live to tickle people's ears and tell them only good things and what they want to hear, but never the truth and the whole counsel of God. And it really surprised me. This is the reality of this man. It wasn't that he couldn't find a church before that fit his doctrine and what he believed and practiced. Uh, it's none of them I think were good for, good enough for him. He's, he's, he, I really think he, he thinks he's super spiritual and uh, above the rest or something, and he, and he goes about tickling ears. So very, very sad. And uh, we talked about that briefly, so I won't go into it again. Uh, but we take comfort. In any case, we, we take comfort knowing that God is sovereign, and it is He alone who builds the fellowship. Jeremy reminds me of this. She has a wonderful song. It's he who builds the fellowship. I'm not going to sing it for you, don't worry. But she sings it. It's, it's a good song. It reminds us, yeah, it really is Jesus who builds the fellowship. And the Holy Spirit, his job is saving and bringing people together. He orchestrates that. Uh, so we, we take comfort in that. So ultimately, we trust this sad turn of events. It's for the good of the church as a whole. Uh, that's a good thing. Sometimes when, when people go away, we get say, oh my goodness, they left. What happened? What do we do? What happened? This, that. Sometimes God sends people away from a church for the benefit of the whole church. Uh, like like perhaps uh, if you have a, a limb with a, with an illness on it, like gangrene, sometimes you have to cut a limb off, so to speak, to save the rest of the body from being infected by it. Something like that is what was happening here. And I do think we lost another guy as a result of this guy preaching really weird stuff. Uh, I think this one guy got scared when his family was already persecuting him for becoming a Christian. Uh, so we trust that the Lord doesn't control that, and it's a good thing, and we're thanking Him for it, and it's, it's okay. Uh, but we took this experience also as a test of our hearts. Uh, do we really trust that Jesus alone builds the church, or do we believe it depends on us? You know, We can say that, that we trust it's, it's Jesus who's building it, it's His work, it's His glory, everything. But sometimes we don't live in that way. We act as if He's not building it, and we are. We've got to be careful that all of us are tempted. Every true church planner, missionary is tempted uh, to get things mixed up there. 
so we believe it is the Lord's work. And we took it as a test. And so we regained our composure and are pressing on in the most important task of evangelism. Please join us in praying for the salvation of more Italians in Mestre City. Uh, so we're back to where we were before. In any case, even if they would stay, we have stayed and grown and be growing, we would still be doing lots of evangelism because the main thing you need to do in Italy today is evangelism. You cannot start a church, have a nice building, open a door, and expect people to come in. Wind comes in, and maybe thieves and maybe beggars. That is it. No one comes to church in Italy. They think it's a cult. They think it's a sect. Not going to happen. You have to go to the people. And so, in any case, we're back to the work of evangelism full-time, and we praise God for that. So keep praying with us. If you could, remember us daily. Pray for the evangelism efforts here, for open doors, for the gospel to go out, for hearts to be transformed by the power of the gospel. That's what we need. And pray also for people to come help us. We need help to reach more people. We can only reach so many. Uh, some people don't like us. Some people do like us. But when you get a nice group of people working together, there's a variety of personalities and ages and everything. A wonderful way to impact the area, reach more people. So pray for the evangelism, but also for people to come and be a part of what we're doing here, uh, what the Lord is doing. That would be wonderful. PMC, that brings us to PMC. What does it exist for? Basically for that, to get more people involved. Uh, so PMC, Practical Missions Cohort, is continuing to grow in every way, and we praise God for this. The foundations have been laid in the U.S. during this past year, and we are excited for what lies ahead. The foundations are now being laid on the Italy side, so that's starting in 2018, a few months from now. We can begin involving church members from the U.S., by means of short-term cohorts, internships, doing things like ESL and things like that, and long-term missions. As we write this, we are preparing to host our first PMC vision trip. Didn't plan to do that, but it happened. It's already happened now, and I'll tell you in another update later. Uh, but PMC vision trip has now happened. Wonderful stuff. It's a way for church groups to learn about missions in Italy with us while helping to do purposeful and personal outreach so please continue to pray for God to bless PMC now and for many years to come. Uh, for more info on that ministry and how to stay plugged in, just visit the PMC website, practicalmissions.org, and the Facebook page. You'll, you'll find it through there also. Thank you. God bless you and for your prayerful participation in His grace, Jesse, Jerry, and all of us at PMC. And the, and the verse we have for this time is, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke exhort with great patience and instruction. The gospel minister, the, the man of God serving the Lord Jesus Christ, he has to preach the word. No matter what he's doing, it's got to be the focus of what he's doing. Always preaching the word one way or another. And you got to be ready in season, out of season. Sometimes there's times where you're preaching every day, all day. Other times, weeks go by and you're not preaching anything, or so it seems. But you got to be ready. you got to be saturated in the word, in prayer, constantly ready so when doors open, your mouth opens too and the gospel goes out. But it's not just that, and it's not just pretty and cute. Preaching the Word of God, being a, a, the Lord's servant, requires also reproving, rebuking, and then exhorting with great patience and instruction. Hard, hard work. Very hard. Especially in our days when no one likes to be confronted and all these kinds of things. And we had to do that recently, but this Word encouraged our hearts. You must keep doing it. And I remember uh, the day I had to confront this one man about some sin and some real issues going on, the one who was tickling ears. Uh, my heart's trembling, I'm scared, you know, and it, it, he didn't show up the first day, because I think he was more scared, made up an excuse and wasn't there, and in the meantime, he wanted me to compromise and then work out another hour, and I said, you know what, we set a time and I'm here, and you didn't show up, 
I, I, I have other stuff I have to do. Uh, let's, let's try and do it tomorrow. And we did eventually see each other the next day. But as soon as I hung up the phone, I got two different phone calls within 20 minutes from people who just got a track and wanted to meet. And to me, it was a confirmation. You did the right thing, Jesse. Keep doing that. And there's other people out there that need to be found who are hungry for the truth. And uh, so God is good. He's in control. And we, we, we praise him for that. Uh, part of this email, our quarterly newsletter, has information about becoming a monthly partner, donor. Uh, just check out the website. I'm not going to read that stuff. Uh, if you want to give, you know who you are. And uh, the Lord has put it in your heart. And uh, we pray that the Lord give you the strength to also go ahead and be that person to give also. We need giving. It's very important. Uh, we can't do anything at all without financial support. So if you're thinking about it, please do give. That would be a wonderful thing. If you are a giver and donor already, thank you from our hearts. We pray for you daily. We appreciate you so much. And we thank you that you personally are part of this ministry, what the Lord is doing here. So everything we talked about, everything that's happened, that's going on, you're intimately involved with that. That's you're, you're doing it too. And you can sleep well at night and praise God. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We're doing it together. There's prayer requests on here. I'm not going to read those either because you'll get those in another update. But if you look on the website, you see the newsletter, you get it in the mail, you'll see some stuff that you can pray for, which is basically a lot of the stuff we talked about. Uh, but let the Lord lead you. If you want to pray, spend some time in prayer for us. That would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. That's it for today, guys. Went a little bit long, but uh, it's okay. This is part of your commute probably when you listen to this, and uh, that's fine. And by now you're used to me kind of just running my mouth. So that's it for our update, quarterly newsletter. Uh, we might have something by the end of the year, another update of some sort. Uh, don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but thank you for uh, being part of this past year, this past quarter. And continue praying. God bless you as you pray and as you give. And I hope to see you soon. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.